Hello, this is a Korean in America. Today I'll be co covering a classic Korean drama called Lovers in Paris from 2004. That was a great year, which I would have to say led to the mid 2000s Korean drama renaissance. Sans. Introductions. The show Lovers in Paris is very influential in Korean drama history. While it may not be the first in any specific area, it was a show that popularized many of the Korean drama tropes that are still in use today. In addition, it could be said to represent the peak of the trendy genre shows in Korean drama. While it had semi-sequels such as Lovers in Prague and Simply Lovers, which came out one year apart of each other, these sequels continuously drifted away from the defining characteristics of the trendy genre. If I was to briefly describe Loves in Paris, it is the quintessential version of the Cinderella story. You have a female lead who is poor but feisty and energetic and kind. You have a rather stoic but at the same time rather bored which male? Imagine the setup of Sabrina, Sabrina from 1954, but the Audrey Hepburn character is more grungier. The two meet overseas in Paris, and appropriately for the Cinderella story, the female lead starts working as the male lead's maid. There is also a third male lead who seems to be at a similar social status as the female lead who bumps into the female lead on the streets of Paris. But this is Korean drama. Nothing is what it seems to the female lead. This completes the love triangle. After a few episodes, the show obviously moves back to Korea, 
since the budget is running out. The show runs its course on the basis of the whole will they or won't they tension, and the ending is rather controversial. I mean, really controversial. Let's talk about the Chindi genre and Korean drama history. Korean dramas had developed through the past 20 years or so to come to the current state that they are in. In a way, modern, the modern start of the Korean drama can be traced back to Sandglass from 1994, which, uh, which was the first national TV phenomenon in Korea. It was the Roots 1997 for Korea at the time. It showed what the miniseries format could do, working with the epic historical period drama genre. It was also a show that was pre-made before release. From the confidence created by the success, success of Sunglass, Korean drama surged forward. However, even before Sunglass, there were early trendy genre shows that pioneered the miniseries format such as Pilot from 1994. Pilot was just a small romance story about a pilot and a studious. It was not a great show on its own, but propelled, was propelled to a hit by the newly emerged 20-something audience. Before the 1990s, Korean drama were mostly either historical drama, dramas or family dramas. The reason for this could be traced back to the military dictatorship, who basically run the country on, on anti-communism and uh, the Korean strain of family values platform. With the fall of the military dictatorship regime, the younger 20-somethings -something, uh, of Korea were developing as a major e economic force in Korea and a more youth-oriented subculture started to become more prominent in Korea. The miniseries format was developed to get away from those old genres and represent the new generation. The new shows that use the miniseries format mostly fell into the trendy genre. In this context, trendy meant the lives of mid-20-somethings trying to find their place in life and ultimately find love. This was something new. It was showing off the confidence of the newly empowered generation. In trendy drama shows of the time, the focus was on the 20-somethings with the families playing a more marginal role. Prior to this, family and the family-related issues were the driving force in Korean dramas. In a way, Korean dramas has actually, have actually done a 180-degree turn nowadays. Most of the current Korean dramas are now back to being centered around families. Just think about heirs. Oh, think about heirs. So it would have to be said that the trendy genre is dead in Korea which could reflect the decline of the confidence on the part of the youth in Korea. In a manner, Lovers in Paris was a peak of the trendy genre and had signaled the end of it too. Before going forward, let's listen to the theme song of the uh, Korean drama called Pilot.
Lovers in Paris and the Modern Fairy Tale. The reason that Lovers, Lovers in Paris is important is that it solidified the major tropes of modern Korean drama. It was a show that really popularized the romance dynamic based on the works of Jane Austen. You know the dynamic of Pride and Prejudice? Prior to this, this show, the soft romantic lead archetype was a norm which had started with Autumn's fairy tale from the year 2000. The sequels in the Endless Love series of shows solidified this archetype. With Lovers in Paris, the Mr. Darcy archetype became popular and still is with us to this day. It is an odd combination between chauvinism and romanticism. By doing this, Lovers in Paris also imprinted on the Korean public's consciousness of the conglomerate heir as Prince Charming. While there were fantasies of marrying a rich second and third generation or third generation conglomerate heir, it was not as prominent and far less fairy tailed up to that point in time since the family dynamic played a more of a role in the story. Also, it was somewhat of a taboo to glamorize the conglomerates. Oh, how things have changed. Lovers in Paris also introduced the concept of the love rectangle to the Korean drama, although it was still a love triangle at its core. It was a love, the love triangle between the two male and the youngest female lead. In addition to this triangle, the show had also introduced a third real girl, although she was barely used. I mean, even less used than what we see now. Another thing that Lovers in Paris had a hand on was the makeover cliche. The 90s were great for the whole makeover concept in the United States. An example of movies with this was Pretty Woman from the 1990s. This continued into the early 2000s with the whole Princess Diary 2001. However, the whole makeover concept did not really come into play in Korean dramas until Lovers in Paris, although there were somewhat less memorable attempts prior to this. The dress that the female lead wears in the show via a pretty woman shopping scene was rather sensational in Korea at the time. For those who were introduced to Korean dramas via the 2010 shows, the earlier shows may feel rather different. Today's shows try to go for the more claustrophobic editing style to shove more filler scenes into the airtime to hide the fact that, that they simply do not have enough story. In the fact that there is not enough story, Shows from the 2000s are similar to the shows from the 2010s. However, the shows from the 2000s tend to be more comfortable with this fact. They have much longer scenes, less frantic dialogue delivery. This made the plot development seem more organic than recent Korean dramas, which you are forced to accept that the story is going in a certain direction. This also to a degree give the act actors more to do in the scenes. As a result, the actors in the past were more memorable. To some, this makes the shows feel slower. For some others, it makes it more rich. So it was a good thing that Lovers in Paris was one of the earlier shows that brought the background music, BGM music to the forefront. Now Korean drama feels Feels like silent movie with a band attached to it playing because 
The background music is so insidiously there. It was not the case for the very early Korean dramas. Pirate was one of the shows that really used the theme song constantly during the show. And it was a hit and sold a lot of tapes. Remember cassette tapes? No you don't know what that is? I have to say, get off my lawn. At the end, Lovers in Paris is a great entry point into the Korean drama medium. If you re are really into tear-jerking melodramas, Autumn Fairy Tales from the 2000s may be a better point to come into the medium. However, if you are not that, Lovers in, pa Lovers in Paris has a nice balance between melodrama and energy while not becoming a soap opera like most of the new shows. It was also the actress Kim Jong-un's biggest hit show of her career. While she still works, it is more like she is she's milking her image created by this show. This was the same for Park Shin-yang. You may have seen him in the show Painters of the Wind. In any case, this was a great show at the time and even rewatching it now, it still works. Although the ending is still rather, rather controversial. I give it a show score of A. The ending knocks off for A+. So thank you for listening to, to my podcast review. Have a nice day.